0: All right. Well, welcome, everybody, back to another special bonus episode here today. I am so excited to have with me uh, a very special guest, uh, a ghostly guest, slightly ghostly, ghostly, but (laughs) not in a scary way, in a a good way, Mr. (laughs) Harry Jeppard. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for getting my last name right as well. Not many people do. Oh, okay. I guess it must be all my uh, all my hours of of reading British literature. Help me uh, help me with that. (laughs)
1: That's great. I'm not uh, even sure it's a British well, last
0: name, but <laughs> uh, what, what is it? Do you know?
1: Uh, I, I I've been told it's Dutch, but don't quote me on that because it's okay. obviously from a long line of of uh, I don't know dialect.
0: Okay, <laughs> <don't> know. Nice. <laughs> nice. My my last name's Smith, so it's just about as 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 boring as it gets. So yeah, that's right. Oh, always interested in. Last names. Well, Harry, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't catch the last episode uh, or not episode, but the special little bonus episode that I did with Sam Collins, who is our Scrooge for this amazing collaboration production that we're doing of A Christmas Carol for 2020. Uh, Harry Jephardt is here to as uh, the character of the ghost of Christmas present, uh, which he did an amazing job with. And you are going to get a taste of his uh, amazing talent here this coming summer. Sunday. so it's just a couple days away i'm so excited um this project has come together so beautifully and it's just uh, it's totally amazing so harry um yeah tell me a bit about what got you started with voiceover work and then kind of how you came to find your way uh onto this uh, crazy collaboration here
1: um well uh relatively speaking i mean i'm uh 24 at the moment i've just turned 24 but um I've only sort of delved into voiceover over the past sort of year, um, which is quite surprising because it's been a lot of, a lot of my influence from it came from playing a lot of role-playing games and a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and just typical role-playing games. I'm not necessarily like a LARP or anything like that. um, But about five years ago, I started playing Dungeons and Dragons with friends and, we just fall in love with the role play. We love getting into backstory and we love doing different voices as well. We love right. going through the motions of different voices and different elements to a story and then uh, projecting those characters into the story. And we've <laughs> we've shed a lot of tears um, through those <laughs> stories. We get very, very into it. Some would say too much. Wow. Um, <laughs> so because of that... Um, I sort of clocked uh, at a certain point. I won't say, like, there was a moment where it ticked, but I kind of just thought, well, I love doing this so much, um, and it's all about the voice doing role roleplay, uh, if you're yeah. doing, like, Dungeons & Dragons to a certain extent. So I thought, well, I could sort of hopefully project that onto some sort of career along the lines, and down the line I won't say that, like, bam, I've hit it, like right now and I'm doing all this sort of like stuff. I'm trying to hit those kind of, um, those stepping stones towards perhaps a career yeah. to it. Um, right. and then I think, I mean, I, I listened to your other uh, podcast as well with Sam. It was really, really great. Um, and I think it was very much a similar sort of, I was kind of just looking and I think uh, a lot of things that people can get wound up with or wound up into is, You apply, you apply, you apply to loads and loads and loads of gigs. And it gets to a point where you can't, you you don't give up hope, obviously. You're just kind of like, cool, I'll put this out, I'll put feelers out. But you don't expect 10 out of 10 to get back to you. You don't even expect like 99 out of them to, to come back to you um yeah. but then there's that one that there's that one that does and i think i sent you over one of my reels i did a couple of um audio like character reels about a year ago and i think i sent you those i think that's what you got and then you must have thought they were thought they were good enough <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, they were uh definitely good enough. Yeah. I think that that's about how it went. Yeah. And you're totally right. With with voiceover work, it is so so hit and miss. It is not uh just like, oh I applied for this and I got it. It's 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 constant putting stuff out there and yeah. um yeah, dealing with that rejection can can be tricky um for sure um uh, but I'm I'm very glad that you you uh continued putting stuff out because I think this connection was just perfect your voice for for the the ghost of Christmas present was perfect um third <laughs> well, question I want to ask uh about was just kind of your connection to A Christmas Carol is that something is that a book you'd, you'd known about is it was it uh kind of new for you or what, what's your experience with the with the uh, Dickens
1: um I remember I uh, so I, I, remember, I'm originally from Kent, and we had a place in Chatham, I think it was, which probably means absolutely nothing to you, um, <laughs> you didn't like frame fair. of reference. Um, but there's a place called Chatham, and they have a Dickens World there, and I actually worked there for a, for a tiny bit. And what would happen was, you would, uh, it's like a tour guide place, and it was set up like the town, like the town of London in a Christmas carol in that world. And you would have these tour guides who would dress up as, um, Dickens characters. Um, my friend who was like a full-time worker there would always, um, dress up as Scrooge. And he would kind of be the yeah. character of Scrooge and just take you on a tour and give you facts, tell you a bit of history. And then obviously roll with the punches. If some of those people who you took along with the tour kind of gave you questions. And sometimes they would get like people trying to throw you off guard. Um, and so yeah. I would do a few events there where we'd all come up with these like Dickens world esque characters and sort of portray them in like a murder mystery or just like a dinner party. Um, so I've been a, fair bit of a fan of um dickens but um in terms of a christmas carol um i i mean i've seen who hasn't seen the muppets christmas carol i mean that's kind of like a massive <laughs> well, I a staple i think that's where my frame of reference kind of comes from i did see the jim carrey one i did see the um the the fully animated one but i think for a lot of people when you see a christmas carol and then you see the Muppets Christmas Carol. You kind of don't go back. It's like that is, <laughs> for me at least, that's a staple. But I mean, they, they just knock it out of the park with that one. <laughs> but no, it's, um, it's. I, I really enjoy the story. It's kind of one of those that doesn't get old. And it's kind of, and it's with a lot of, I guess, um, Christmas movies and and pantomimes. It's that thing that when Christmas rolls around every year, you kind, you you're still not sick of seeing or hearing about those stories and you kind of you you don't go oh this again you kind of go oh this is when we listen to this again and everyone's just has this mutual agreement for that which i think is really great it's
0: it's so it's tradition it's just a a beautiful Mm. tradition like if you didn't have you know sparkly lights on christmas time like what (laughs) you you gotta have it you gotta have it uh, exactly what are you doing um uh, yeah i guess uh the muppets are definitely a high bar hopefully um you know with this oh, production yeah. we've we've come somewhere near there uh we'll see um uh but yeah so with uh christmas on that that topic um do you yeah. have a favorite christmas memory just something that is uh, sticks in your mind as as a great uh thing that uh, always uh, when people talk about christmas always comes to mind
1: yeah um so when I, I think I must have been about five. My my dad probably knows it better than me. Um but when I was about five, um me and my family we went to Lapland, which I think is in Greenland. I think I looked at it recently and I think it, that's over in Greenland, isn't it? Something like that. Is that is that Greenland or is
0: it Sweden? I thought it was. It might Sweden. be Sweden,
1: sorry. It might be Sweden. Some place with okay. loads and loads of snow. Um <laughs> But yeah, we so we were over in Lapland, which is kind of like, I guess, a, ho- a Christmas purposeful like holiday place. Um, yeah. And it was like inches and inches of snow. There was reindeer all about and all the kind of cliches. But the, the specific memory was, I think it was the final night we were there. And it was like, Santa's going to come and give you all presents. And I was obviously five. But I think even at five, I was kind of like, aware that there were loads of santas because i'd always seen them you know in the (laughs) shopping center your your uncle always came in yeah well he gets around but like he gets around fast but but you'd always have like your (laughs) uncle who you'd know it was your uncle and he came in the front room and like did that so i kind of been like cool so this is that but then we had a night where all the kids kind of sat around in this like campfire of a room um on this, like, fireside, and then this Santa walked in, and he did, like, obviously look the real deal. He did look very legit, but the thing that got me was that he was announcing, like, kids' names, and he was saying, "Ah, like, uh, Lucy, can you come up here? And he just, like, he didn't have a list or anything. He just knew all the kids' Mm. names. But then there was another kid called Harry Um, who I'd made friends with. And my dad had said to me, right, you're Harry one. And he said to the other Harry, you're Harry two. And he and the Santa, like, obviously, this was all too real to me. The Santa had said, Oh, Harry, it's your turn to come up and talk to me and get your present. And I started to go up and he went, Oh, sorry, I meant to say Harry two. And my face, Whoa. just like my jaw dropped because <laughs> I was like, there is no way he knew that I was Harry one and like Whoa. that was Harry two. <laughs> and so like uh, I was stunned. And that, because of that, I believed in father Christmas for years and years and years after that. Cause I was like, there's no way he knew that it was, it was not supposed to be me coming up and that he, he got married. it wrong. He actually knew <laughs> So I was, it was, it was something else. And I think there's even a video. I remember seeing a video. I mean, this was back in 2000, 2001. So it's a very blurry video. But I I do remember my dad having something.
0: That's so cool. Nice. That is, yeah. I can imagine that's a pretty magical memory there. That's cool. Awesome. (laughs) That's (laughs) magical. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding no kidding yeah it's uh, this is what I love about Christmas it's one of those times where I think everybody just feels uh, a little bit more like a kid and I think that's why a Christmas Carol is just such a perfect fit for a time like this because it, it's it just kind of takes you back and lets you imagine things and um, yeah I, I, you you've only heard like the the small sample that we've done so far as I've been uh, working on producing and everything at, um yeah I just I can't wait for everybody to hear this it is going to be so fantastic and Harry you just did a wonderful job with with the ghost and uh yeah could not have asked for a better ghost of christmas present
1: oh wow thank you that means a lot and especially thank you for being that one in 100 that um that took me on for for this project
0: it's been it's it's been a pleasure yeah it's been a pleasure so glad we were able to to connect and people Listeners, uh, thank you so much for, for checking out these bonus episodes. I hope they're fun. Um, they just kind of wanted to introduce you to the cast because I, th- I always thought it was kind of cool when you get kind of a director commentary and that sort of thing. So maybe one last question, Harry, is just uh, what uh, was your favorite scene to do there as the, the Ghost of Christmas Present? Did you have a favorite line or a favorite scene that was just a, a lot of fun for you to do?
1: Um, I really like the sort of the the ending and kind of the climax of the Ghost of Christmas Present. Because I think one of your um, pieces of advice for it was he starts off very jolly, but he gets very stern very quickly. Um, And he kind of has this no-nonsense approach, even though his demeanor suggests that he's very easygoing. And so when he kind of goes into this darker place and takes Scrooge down this darker sort of atmosphere, um, doing that and kind of... Because yeah, of cause the voice is very heavily Scottish and it kind of goes into this raw gritty sense of Scottish, um, right. very like Highlands uh, sort of based, um, and yeah, like I, I I quite like doing that. I mean, who doesn't love a um, a Hagrid esque like there you uh, anger to it.
0: Yeah. no, was, Oh, man. I'm getting goosebumps. I can't wait. Uh, this is so exciting. Uh, people, make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed already. The first episode uh, of the Christmas Carol audio drama is coming out here this Sunday. We're taking a break from Sherlock. We've been doing uh, The uh, the Hound of the Baskervilles, and we're taking a break from that. We're going to be doing this uh, audio drama of A Christmas Carol. It's the first time we've ever done anything like this, and I'm pretty sure it's the coolest thing I've ever done. And I'm so honored and thankful for, for for all the awesome folks like Harry coming on board and just volunteering their time. This is this is a complete labor of love, uh, just type of thing. Because we're uh, doing this in support of Operation Christmas Child. So if you don't know what Operation Christmas Child is, go check out their website. And while you're there, leave a donation and then you can just email anotherworldaudiobooks at gmail.com the your receipt of the donation, and I will put you on the list to get you a copy of the full version of a Christmas Carol when it when we have it all ready to go. So thank you so much for listening and we will catch. You next time. Thanks again, Harry. And uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you. Merry Christmas.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: When I was in school, I absolutely hated writing. It wasn't until I was a bit older that I came to understand the power of words. If you're a business owner, you understand that power too. A business blog, when done right, can drive sales, increase revenue, and get you more customers. But as a business owner, you probably don't have the time to do all that writing. Plus, if you're not a copywriter by trade, you might feel like you're just kind of throwing words out there and they're not actually accomplishing anything. The good news is there's a simple solution. Check it out. I call It's the ultimate blog post checklist for businesses with online stores. This checklist will allow you to write better, more effective articles that convert readers into buyers. It's full of easy to follow examples to get your creativity flowing based on experience of nearly a million words written, and best of all, it's effective on any type of article in any industry or niche. I've successfully used this exact checklist on topics from pool table reviews to investment advice. Tired of spending tons of time writing stuff that doesn't convert? This checklist will change that by giving you highly effective blog posts and articles that transform readers into paying customers. Go to invicta.nl. Enterprises slash free checklist and start saving time and transforming your writing. Now that's Invicta enterprises slash free checklist.